0: I once uh, I once oh. accidentally I once accidentally sent a video of myself jerking off to my grandma. So hey, welcome back to 4 for the road, everybody. I'm Rose
1: Punk Rock. We got we got no <laughs> We got No Shape, we got Tragic, and we got Hollywood Jr. with us today from Slightly Off Throttle. How are you guys doing today?
0: <laughs> That's, pretty so, yeah. That's pretty good. Slightly off throttle. I like
2: that. That's pretty good. So mm-hmm. I, I really
1: just I really just want to jump in here um, because we had a really good conversation going, and unfortunately we weren't recording it. Uh, we are going to talk about club intros today, but I really want to get back on the club intro music. Uh, this is uh, typically found in, I think the politically correct way to say this is. Say, it, again, right,
0: Ken? <laughs> say it, it, Do it, Ken. <laughs> do you, want
1: to, do you <laughs> want to say it? I'll say it with you on three. No. Um I do not – I don't. don't. So anyways, anyways, uh before I got put on the floor, Wait, so wait, I, wait. You know, wait.
0: Hey, I was just down in Texas, and I went to dinner with my wife, and I was trying to order black beans at this Mexican restaurant. I'm not even making this up. I was trying to order black beans, and I don't, know, I don't know if you know what those are called in uh, Hispanic talk, Spanish, whatever. But she's like, "You got to say this," and I was like, "I'm not saying that." She's like, "That's what they're called. That's what you. That's the name for for black beans." I was like, "I don't care. I'm. Not, I'll point. I'll point at the menu. I'm not saying." It right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I, and she was saying it just like that. I was like, I'm not saying that. I'm like, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I am I entirely am too white.
3: white to yeah. Because
0: yeah. yeah, we were
1: know. like,
0: we were like in San Antonio, and, and it's like, I think it's like one of the largest Hispanic major cities with a primarily hispanic population so we wanted to go to like this authentic restaurant where i like had to pull up my mom's birth certificate just to be allowed in and i was like dude i really want i want this and i want black beans with it and she was there she's like and i was like can you imagine what that's gonna sound like coming out of my mouth i would like the fritos i was like no way dude that's saying it
1: so intro music (laughs) back to that Intro music is so it's it's predominantly found in the black club community, and this is something that Dave is absolutely obsessed with. I think it's um, amazing. Why do more clubs not do this? That's a very good point. It looks fucking amazing. It looks fun. It's entertaining as shit. Um, and I think more people should be on board with that. At the end of the
0: day, look at look at No Shame's face. I feel like he's just like. This is gonna be another one of those things where we're gonna be like, no shame, what do you think? He's like I can't comment on that. <laughs> you know what?
1: Uh, just one thing before I die. If I could see <clears throat> no shame doing the walk with some fucking with you know some some hype ass dance with it. Like I wanna see I wanna see no shame doing the floss <laughs> actually while yeah. he's walking down. <laughs>
2: you guys I just showed you guys a video of a club doing the entrance dance right you can tell by like looking at the faces of uh eighty percent of the people involved that they're not like super thrilled to be walking down this aisle as somebody counts off their number that's because um, they've
0: they've done it too many times okay for for those of us
2: that are on the outside of being allowed to do that it's super cool why are you not allowed to do it though I think Okay, so here's the thing. It's we do. Okay, we first of for all, four for it, the road event, it's, 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 and you should be we should be required like every podcast and and fucking uh, motorcycle like t shirt company that we invite to this thing they got to do the dance. The walk. That's actually, I love that idea. I yeah. love that idea. See so Chase there just Dude, all the down. white
0: all the white t-shirt companies would be coming into Kansas and stuff like
3: that.
0: All the veteran t-shirt organizations would unironically enter the five finger death punch. <laughs> <laughs> the entire menu too, would just be me coming up to your table. Like, would you like some Fritos Negros? How did
2: frijoles turn into Fritos? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything <laughs> Because I'm an idiot. That's why, like, that was exactly my point.
0: Why I wasn't going to try and say it in this restaurant is because I'm an idiot and it turns into Fritos.
1: So we all know that Dave is from Wisconsin, but just to be clear, he is like H before the W white. He's, he's white,
3: but he's half Mexican,
1: which is awkward, (laughs) right? That he doesn't acknowledge any of his heritage. Like, like, he comes down to Jacksonville and says, hey, man. Let's go get some Mexican food. I saw a Taco Bell down the street. And it's like, bro, we got Taco Luz over here. And he for, was uh, raised by his Mexican
2: half. That's like the worst part, too. Dude, and he said Fritos. <laughs> also,
0: I would like to point out that the Fritos was unironic. That's just how I would have pronounced it, okay? <laughs> all
1: right, all right,
0: maybe a little bit of the... Of the um, some of the emphasis on the word is for entertainment value, but overall, the pronunci- the pronunciation would have definitely been butchered exactly like that 100%. So, but Texas is wild, Texas was a good time. Um, jealous of No Shame for getting to do his entrance dance. Uh, I feel like I just want a video of No Shame doing the entrance dance, I guess. I w- also can you pick the music, or is it like whatever the DJ is playing you walk into?
2: It's, here's the thing, um, I I guess now that I think about it, like I I never have seen them do anything like this at like a white MC. Um, God, dude, we're boring. No, um, we don't always do the little entrance dance county thing. Um, oh, that's disappointing. But uh, there are I don't do you guys. You guys don't do like um like awards for stuff like so like we'll do like like longest distance traveled. You get like a little like a little trophy just to kind of like. You know, make people feel good and stuff like no, that. No, we,
0: we do absolutely, we do absolutely nothing to make you feel good. We Thank overcharge you, you for like the baked
2: beans and the hot dog you're gonna get. We do yeah, that too. Dude, usually, usually, it's like catfish and macaroni and cheese. That sounds way better than the, <laughs> the beans and hot dogs.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not saying like all white clubs are this way, right? But like the majority do the absolute least. Like, like Dave was saying, like they'll go get. A 69 cent can of beans, some fucking quote unquote hot dogs from the fucking Dollar Tree with stale ass buns and still charge you 40 bucks. for. Also,
0: also, hang on. Before that one dude that is always on the YouTube comments, like trying to correct yeah. something that we said as a joke. Look, I like you, dude, and I appreciate your comments. But please understand. For the most part, we're joking here. So before we, my club puts on a full spread, man, we had the best turkey dinner in seven counties. I believe you, all right, it's a joke. It's a podcast. We're trying to fill some time here with something funny. Relax.
1: it is turkey dinners just a bunch of fucking cold cuts laying there
3: <laughs> yeah, but quick question uh dude do, do I get to see you do your dance this weekend? No shame? No, I hope not. dude come uh, on, dude, come on hey can Fred, you get you have is a it duty to
1: get that on camera. <laughs>
0: Hey, is this is this gonna have is this a party that'll have like trophies in it? Because if so, I want one for tallest club member for
3: tragic. Bro, come on! And what's it be the smallest trophy? <laughs> I'll make
2: one. I'll make one out of paper mache. I, I'm pretty.
3: I'm pretty, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that no, Shame's got some brothers that are probably my height or taller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do.
1: I know. I know. I know. Blackjacks are short as shit. That's all I'm saying. You little motherfucker. So is goon. You too, man.
0: That we doing on this podcast now. We just name drop club members that we know.
2: Yeah, I'm just talking. did we, we do a podcast about not doing that? <laughs> They've been on the show, so they're fair game. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Dude, so yeah, Texas was great, Texas
0: was wild, had a good time in Texas. Jason's studio is legit. It's like I had to do so much DMT just to like feel at home on that thing. Like it was crazy. His whole so, shop wow. is his whole shop is cool. Like the first floor is where he does all his. His bike stuff, and he's got like a like a paint studio. Well, uh, obviously for the bikes and stuff like that, he's got a whole paint shop um, in there. But like the upstairs has got like a workbench for some of his airbrushing and the helmets that he paints, and then his his podcasting studio. It's just a, it's a nice setup. It's it's a cool setup. But was he saying he's done with painting? No, he's he's no. kind of thinking that. And I have no artistic ability whatsoever, so I don't I don't understand this, but. He said that, like, in order to, like, really progress in airbrushing, I think mm-hmm. it's something that you just have to, like, I guess maybe, maybe the way I understood it was, like, devote all of your time to bettering that skill, and that it's a very perishable skill if you want to stay relevant in the airbrushing game. And it kind of sounds like he's gone, like, in these different directions um, with his career where he maybe hasn't stayed up on it as, as much. So he's thinking about just not, if you can't be at the top of your game, then, then I guess maybe don't have it as part of your game. Um, so I think he's maybe going to go away from doing some of the airbrushing, um, stuff. And and he had a great point. He was like, nobody wants a wizard on the side of their cast anymore, you know, like airbrushing might not be what it, what it was, you know, 10 years ago or something like that. So I, I definitely got that, but it's weird having these, these cameras on you and all these different angles and like people watching you live on, on YouTube and, you know, I said like I think it's a little bit different here you're representing a thing and when you're when Jace is doing his fast life podcast and the videos and the, and all that you're, he's representing a business and and himself and an entity and, and and all that other stuff not an entire community. And that's just how I see it. That's how I see, I felt about it or feel about it. But I noticed like in listening back to it for that's probably one of the only ones I've listened to a few of ours back just to like see, or maybe certain spots. But like, I played that entire one back that we did. And you're just like, like that hindsight is 2020. 20. Like, Oh man, I wish I would have spent, I feel like I didn't spend enough time talking about how cool it is. Like just talking to you guys and, and, and everybody in the group chat, like every day, like just on the, about everything and and having access. I know we talked about it a little bit about, working with everybody and all these different opinions but i wish i would have spent more time talking about how just what a, i just want to don't know what the word is but just how cool it is to have this connection to these 12 13 what how many other people we have 11 in this group chat like whenever you want and then not only that but like i said the people that we had that dude from australia that hit us up on ig you know we've had dudes from england canada all over Europe, Australia, hit us up on the Facebook. That shit's dope as hell to me. Like I love that aspect of it, and so that's something I wish I would have spent more time trying to talk about just how cool that is. But like those cameras get on you, and you just like it, like my dick was hard, my armpits were sweating. <laughs> like it's just hard. It was, right, like, let me just make watching
2: some. The, watching the beginning of it, you could definitely like see that it was awkward for you, like especially when there's like there's nobody talking. I don't even think Jace is in the room yet. And it's just you sitting there with, like, a hat next to you, and you're just, like, like fidgeting the hat, <laughs> trying to, like, get it to, like, I'm going to get this in frame here, and like, I don't know what to do with my oh, head, yeah, so it's old old. nine. Yeah, well-
1: thank you for that, by the way. That, uh, and you know what? If you saw Jason's podcast and you want a nice motherfucker trucker of your own, just head over to BlackSalesSupply.com. Take one up. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to fucking buy a house next year, fucking later this year, okay? I need yeah. every dollar I can get.
3: You're going to need a real job.
1: I have a real job. This is to supplement <laughs> my real job's lack of income. Dude, yeah, you're going to Sales
0: Garage podcast. You better hope you go to – if you're trying to buy a house, you better hope you go to Virginia, not California.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: The Navy don't pay enough.
3: What do you think, just real quick, since you were talking about, what was the difference, you think, like when we sit here and bullshit and and the classic thing was like you were on there for like, what was it, like a four-hour conversation with Jace? And then your classic line with us is fucking, well, it's about an hour, like time to go, like shut the (laughs) fuck up, I got to leave, I got shit to do.
2: I tried to do that with Jace too.
3: He was like, <laughs> did,
0: did, he hey, hey. Jace, I don't know, maybe something about Texas because they just try to take you hostage in Texas. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, hey, shout
1: out to our uh, homie Cody, though. He he fucking called Dave out on that shit real quick. He's like, Man, how the fuck are you gonna be famous for saying, Well, we're about an hour now, and then go drop yeah. a four-hour podcast with Jace? <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> he holds you hostage, bro. You're like, you like, and I feel like y'all dickheads make me do it <laughs> like so, so what else are we talking about i'm like i don't know when do you all say something no, you, know? That,
3: you know what that's true though because that's what i was gonna ask is the difference because we've had jason and homeboy can talk you know i'm yeah. no, disrespectful but he's he's a he's got a good like gift for gab and and bullshitting and and you know sometimes i'm sitting here and i'm like i'm enjoying the conversation i like popping in and, and saying my little thing here and there you know making whatever quip but I can't just fucking run off and just talk and talk and talk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so some people that have that chatty kind of gift, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of like the glue that holds the rest of the guys who may not have the same volume of what they have to say. Yeah. all Dave has that. that. Dave's the chatty one in the group, which is why he goes, well, it's about an hour. I've run out of shit to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. And then like, we, we kept trying to tell him too, because, it's like, hey, Dave, like you free to record tonight? Like, nah, man, you guys do it. And we're like, nah, we got other stuff. <laughs> Tragic and I tried doing that one time. We tried doing a show one time. It was just me and Tragic. And we were just, just looking at each other. Dude, like, I, had get, I had to get loaded to do that dude, one, And too. that shit was <laughs> so... No, 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 no. The first no. one where we were just kind of looking at each other, and we're like, I don't know what to say to you. Are you talking what what about you the say? most recent know? one? No, 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 no. no. This huh? is like... Dude, dude, we were still young. I'm not going to lie...
0: I was slightly annoyed with that because I feel like what you were telling me, what you guys were talking about, sounded like it was going to be like some good shit that you were putting down. And then, you're like, oh, yeah, we just had a conversation and didn't record it. And I was like Everything you just said sounds like it would have been a great episode. It would have been had it been for public
3: consumption. <laughs> yeah. And then off the top of it, it's like the, the way you flesh out, like, like, I can, like, I can send a message about a concept or something like that, but that's what I've got on it. Like, I, I don't have the ability to, like, expand on it and say the same thing seven different ways to fill out, like, this, you know, like, some guys, like, fill out the, the, the concept of what you're talking about, like, as they do it. I'm like, well, that's my point, and I've made it, and that's why, like, I don't write as many articles, and I'm like, I've already said that, I don't need to say it again, like, I can't go and redo it multiple times.
1: Well, right, and like, like it just shows up, like "Hello, my name is Tragic." Chinese <laughs> are better than soft pills. uh Thank you for your time.
0: <laughs> and in the beginning, I remember like just like slow sipping this Red Bull, which probably didn't help. Like I think maybe I should have started with the alcohol at first. But I was like, "Well, I want to make sure that that like I say, I want to make sure that like I cover the point that I don't speak for any club. I don't speak for." a club like i don't speak for anything like this is just i'm on here i'm not even talking like as for for the road like i'm just one of the dudes that does it and everything on here is just opinion based but then like once we got like six beers deep i was like yeah so anyway let me tell you about this time i had my butthole lick
3: (laughs) (laughs) bro how how long is it till you uh you saw your pad in wisconsin and you moved down to texas to become a full-time uh fast life uh, member
0: there, uh, there are some dudes in wisconsin that are trying to or, or do make the wisconsin scene whether it's motors two different scenes club scene motorcycle scene keeping them separate there's dudes here that are doing great things like in both scenes to like make them better I don't, I feel like if you say inclusive, that sounds like you're woke as fuck and that's not how I mean it, but just like attracting a different audience or a better crowd. There's dudes in both scenes that are, that are doing that here in Wisconsin. But if you go to Texas, I had such a good time in such a short amount of time with like dudes in, in the bike scene that it was just phenomenal. I'm sure dudes from California or maybe Florida or whatever, feel the same way. I've definitely had some great times when I've went to Florida, obviously. Uh, a couple of Miller lights, two Miller lights to be specific, uh, deep with Ken. And you're having a good time. Texas was just, a, it was just different. Like it, the bars were cool. Like the people that you talked to were great. There wasn't, I, and I'm sure there are definitely dudes from Texas listening to this. Like we get attitudes like a motherfucker. All right, fine. Maybe. But in my experience down there, it was just, it was just a different vibe than what I'm used to up here. And I just, it, it got to you. Like you're just, I dig this. I dig what y'all are doing here
3: yeah so it sounds like you're gonna be moving what
0: next year uh, you know when you're a step parent you gotta you gotta make sacrifices and one of those is I have to live in a polar bear's ass but <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of that was the beginning too like just starting to get settled in and I was like and I was like in Wisconsin we don't just eat ass we eat the whole person
2: <laughs> dude
0: I was
1: I'm looking for that and I forgot which fucking group chat I put that in um, but I made a list of my favorite quotes from Dave. During that show.
0: And then the and more apple. we drank the more we drank, more? I was like, it made like like sexual jokes about like somebody's uncle. I was like, oh Jesus, dude, we gotta, we gotta knock this shit off.
3: Oh Jesus, Did you guys did you watch the whole four uh, full hours there, Ken Rock? I did. I did. Did you
1: just call me Kid Rock?
3: Yeah, Ken Rock. Oh,
1: Ken Rock? Okay. <laughs> I, I I can fuck with that one. I thought <laughs> you called me Kid Rock. I was like, hold up. First off, got all my teeth. Second, um, my bank account only got fucking four digits in it right now. Stop
3: it! Hey, he fucking the stuff, so got that. He got that. Yeah,
0: I wish that we did live closer. I mean, other than Ken and 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 Silent, nobody really lives close to each other. And I
2: guess Road Dirt. I road, road Dirt out there too. Road
1: yeah. fairly close. Um, he's only like I think he's only like a three hour ride. But yeah, dude, I'm the fucking schedules, man, that shit's the worst. Like, I I got lucky when I met Road Dirt. Um, I I know some of his brothers up here in Jacksonville. And do
0: you want to drop you wanna drop them by name too? Or what's what's like is that is that stuff thing you are doing? Oh, here we go, dude. Here we
1: go. Um, but yeah, they they called me up and like, hey man, what are you doing? Like, we just want to fucking hang out. You should come down to the house. I was like, all right cool, I'll be there in about 15 minutes. I fucking show up and then here comes this dude out like walking rather like like with with a purpose, coming up to me, I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like I'm I'm thinking about like everything I did. I was like, "Man!" Like my radio was off. I I came in real respectfully. I was real slow coming in. Like I park over here. I don't know why this guy would have a problem with me. He's like, "What's up, punk rock?" I was like, "Oh shit! I know you." And it was fucking road dirt. I was like, "Oh,
0: it's fucking rad,
1: man." But and, I mean, was- I
0: assume that it takes tragic or a professor to, like, get to one or the other probably takes, like, six hours trying to cross traffic and shit like that down there. Yeah, so it's like... Man. It's like nobody's, like, convenient, but, I don't just the vibe that you get in a, in a room like that with each other, and like I said, you knock back a couple of drinks or, or whatever you're into, and it's just... It's a different environment, and it's... I can see why he's... I, I don't know if I can still talk for four hours without somebody like him to lead the dance, but I can see why why it's, it's conducive for that or why it's a, a different feel uh, and when you have a studio and the ability to have people come in it and things like that. Uh, one of the things that we talked about, or again, when you re-listen to it, you're like, oh, I wish I would emphasize this more. Uh, and something I know that we've talked about and I thought would be a good topic for, for today is the fact that nothing we talk about or say on 4 for the Road or anything that we bring up replaces the interaction with a club. And and something that Jason and I talked about was some dudes are more fortunate. They have the ability to get brought up in the life, whether that's an uncle, a dad, neighbor, whatever. Maybe they have a friend that got into it before them and they get an introduction that way. And that's great. You can learn a lot that way. You should learn a lot that way. But there's dudes that are just coming off the street that, you know, the first introduction they're going to have is the nuts that they get to, to kind of just saddle up to the bar or an event or a bike night or, or whatever, they, an open house, whatever the case may be, that might be their first interaction. And, and something I tried, I thought y'all could talk about, and I tried to say on the podcast, on Jace's show, nothing that we put out there replaces that. Like we're not giving you a script that you can go in and be like, talking about something to to introduce yourself to a club or whatever. We're simply trying to, I guess, if you're an outsider, you're looking for your first opportunity to talk with a club. Like we're just trying to help you make that decision. If you even want to start down that path or that Avenue, it doesn't replace that human interaction. Um, And so obviously you guys are in clubs or been in clubs or whatever. You know, I think talking about that first interaction for both, for both for somebody that's never had, a connection to the motorcycle clubs and somebody that, that, you know, has that family or that friend vibe connection or whatever. Um, Talking
3: about that stuff. You, You mean like giving someone like if somebody has never done it before, like, you know, what the, what the expectation is of like when you first show up on scene to check it out or. Yeah. Like, you know, like you and, and, and no shame here being club guys. I'm sure that you've ran into dudes
0: that have come up to talk to you that have had an interest but they've never been around club life before. They didn't grow up in it or whatever. And what's that interaction like for you? And what are the things you're looking at with, with them?
3: <laughs> I'll let I'll no shame go first. Cause I got to collect myself on that one.
0: Tragic's <laughs> like, tragic, like can, do you have a gun? Can you shoot somebody? What's up? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think uh, like the main thing is like, I would treat, Club people like the same way that you should really treat anybody. I mean, uh, the thing that's like the biggest turnoff, I guess, is a good word for it. When somebody like an outsider comes up to you is a lot of times they, they have this thought that they're just going to like ask a bunch of these weird off the wall fucking questions. Like I would never go up to somebody who like I didn't know and just be like, so, who do you dislike the most in in the state right now. (laughs) Who who do you want to fight with? Part of me coming around, I need to know like who we fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's like that's that's like the biggest like it's like the weirdest fucking thing. Do you you guys like have to kill somebody to join your club? Like (laughs) first off, no, but like if I did if that was like my entrance criteria, do you think I would just like tell a random person at a bar that? and like yeah. i don't want a syrian jew double bluff it but like no the answer is no nobody kills anybody <laughs> yeah
3: i think that's the the first thing you know and it's, i guess particularly because of the club i'm with you know in the the notorious nature of, of our reputation with all the stuff that's on the internet and all that like that's one of the first things especially in my neighborhood you know where i'm from you know uh You always have people come up right away, and they've they've seen like you know the Outlaw Chronicles or whatever that history show was, and they right away they want to start talking to you about stuff from other clubs that aren't your club. They want to start talking about stuff they've seen on Gangland. They want to ask questions, like without failure, like they always want to like start talking to me about a club that's not mine. I like that's that's my biggest pet peeve is like, hey man, just talk to me like I'm a fucking regular guy, and don't start trying to dive into like like you're a fucking you know. The, the, the new uh uh what do you call it you know investigative journalist trying to figure out all the fucking ins and outs of all this you know stuff and just talk to me like a regular dude like get to know like what the, the real deal is like that's the main thing is like not like i don't know like jumping into sensationalizing it and just being like because it's kind of fucking rude one because it's like that's one that's not what it you know even if any of that stuff was true we're not going to talk to you about it like just be a normal person like hey man what's your name Hi, fucking, like, how long have you been, like, normal conversation shit. Like, not fucking, like, hey, man, so when's the last fucking drug deal you went to? Or, you know what I mean? Like, crazy shit that they say, or, you know, when's the, you know, you, when's the last time you got into a gunfight? Like, they, they will ask you, like, crazy shit. Like, <laughs> like yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Yeah, a minute with that fucking train of thought. Like, yeah. What about, so, so I think that
1: inquisitiveness is great, but definitely hold off. Maybe, you know, not the first fucking interaction you have with the club. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, because I think that's... Like, if you have a prospect that's that's showing you that level of interest and dedication and trying to find more information out to be a more knowledgeable brother in the future, I think that's a good quality. I think it's a good trait. Um, But, yeah, like Tragic was saying, just be fucking normal, dude. Like, dude, I, And you're also going to come across these dudes where... Like, I know that there is... A, Uh, a couple of clubs out there who their whole thing is I'm not going to fucking be super friendly with you. The first two or three times we hang out, I'll be respectful. I'll respond to your questions with yes or no, or I don't know. Maybe that guy knows, Um, but they're not going to be super friendly and open up to you and be like, Oh yeah, man, let's go talk so we can get to know each other because there's been so many people before you that have gone up. They've invested time into, that ended up not making it. So it's it's kind of a protection thing for them that they're not forming bonds with somebody that's not going to reciprocate the same effort in the future.
3: Yeah. Like, don't be the guy. And this, dude, and this without fail, like anytime, like, uh, like when No put po- posted, you know, uh, a, a clip of what I was saying, you know, with, with the hashtag, you know, connected to my club, like within fail, there's people who would be like, I was waffling, you know, or, you know, shit like that. And you're like, dude, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear any of that. Right. I, want to, I want to talk to you like a regular fucking person. Like, hey, man, what do you do for work? Or fucking, you know, when's, what kind of bike do you ride? Like, oh, when was the last trip you went to? Or, you know, oh, you went to Sturge? Cool. How was that? Like, you know, do that regular, normal biker shit. I don't want to talk to you about anything but. So that's the main thing. No, so when's the last time you went to Sturgis, Tragic?
1: Never. I'm
3: kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I wouldn't. You know what? I, I, dude, I, I, I got a fucking... I've realized I've got, like, a bit of a fucking snob, like, look down my nose on, like, some of these events, like, Sturgis and shit like that. Honestly, it looks fucking fun as shit, but, like, I've always kind of looked at it and been like, eh, that's fucking cheesy, like, these big, you know, commercialized events or whatever. But honestly, like, I don't know. I, it's probably fun to go to at least once. Dude, so I felt the same way about Daytona
1: Um because I have this real large distaste for people and this is totally hypocritical of like what I tell other people judging other people right um <laughs> but I had this really large distaste these like fucking Luke Bryan listening fucking wearing <laughs> hell yeah brother kind of fucking dudes yeah exactly and and yeah typically that's what you'll find at like the grandstand of these events whether it's Daytona, Laconia, Sturgis and shit like that. But When you go there, I think, uh, you know, I can speak from my experience at Daytona uh, and some of the the California runs. When you go to these events, yeah, you have like the main event here in the center of town or on Main Street, whatever, you know, what have you. But then you have these pockets on the outside, on the outskirts of these events. Right. And I think, Dave, you went to Sturgis recently and you found these pockets and you encouraged me to go to Daytona last year and find those pockets. And I did. And I had a fucking blast you find these people that just they they don't give a fuck what you're riding. They don't give a fuck what you look like or who you ride with or anything like that. They just want to have a fucking good time, hang out with people who share similar views on things and just kick it by the fucking beach because half these people came from fucking Wisconsin or there's a couple Ontario license plates uh, that I parked next to and these guys are just trying to enjoy some warmer weather and that's what you'll find there. I think, uh, I don't know if I don't know if Jace went to Daytona last year, but like, I know Jeff, Jeff G Holt went and he had like his whole crowd of people, like his followers that were there and his friends that he that, uh, fucking went out with the V twin visionary van and all that. That shit's out there. And that shit's fun. You know, you don't have to go to the main event. You can go to the surrounding areas to find some entertainment and some good
3: times as well. It's also probably pretty cool to go to it. Like, like Dave's talked about it in the past. like, the pros and cons of being in the club world and you know like the do's and don'ts and whatnot whereas like when you're an independent you can just go to an event like that and just do whatever you want like i don't know maybe one day i'll, I'll do it like just incognito because one of the things that always kind of bugs me is like i always feel like the fucking eyes like you always have people staring at you know and just fucking watching everything like waiting for you to fucking do something you know some crazy sons of anarchy fucking you know scene or something like that like Whereas, like, if you go just incognito, you know, just fucking, you know, leaving your patch at home, like, maybe it is kind of fun. You know, I'll check it out one of these days.
1: Yeah, man. Um, And, and that is definitely a uh, luxury that I have, uh, being being currently independent, Uh, is that I could just go do whatever the fuck I want to do. And I have nothing to fucking worry about. As long as I'm not a dickhead to people, I'm in the clear.
3: Yeah. How's it working out for you there, uh, Dave? i do whatever the fuck i want (laughs) yeah
0: i don't know what the fuck these events have to do with talking to a club for the first time but i guess you could go to these events find a pocket with a club and then go talk to them i don't know
3: for the first time um (laughs) we got sidetracked man because you're talking about it it happens happens. Yeah, There's so of- these are these are the times that we run into these first time guys. You know what I mean? Like, it, at least for me, like the only time I run into guys who like aren't in the kind of know is like at a bar or like you know uh, out in public. Like if I'm wearing a soft patch or something like that, and they just come up. Like I don't run into them like if I'm out riding for the most part because the guys that'll come up to you usually other bikers, you know, kind of know a little bit of something here and there. But but sometimes I feel like those are the worst ones. Sometimes, yeah. Well, it's it's the dudes. They're they're comfortable riding. Like it's your fucking uh, what's drifter co- You know the, the the rubes. You know it's the guys who have like an expensive bike, but they don't go and like kind of partake in the, the lifestyle of the, the MC community. Yeah, the uh, rich urban bikers. Yeah, and and they've been doing it for long enough, and they're like that guy that like nobody really like bullshits or hangs out with, so. He's never like nobody's taking the time to like. Hey, man, that's kind of rude because they're just like, man, you're fucking like they can't wait to get away from him. So that guy's never gotten a reality check of like why you got a shit bag, like why nobody wants to talk to you. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So I have a question for you. So I've seen this happen, and I didn't. Uh, I, I I didn't really think about it until you until you said something. Uh, similar. But was it a shooting? It, it was a shooting involving drugs and the cartel. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Episode five. I've, I've seen, you know, you see a couple of a patch holders sitting at a bar, and it looks like they're just having a good time, being by them, you know, just being with their brothers and just hanging out. You don't want to interrupt that, but like you also want to like try to make a connection there. I've seen, I've seen it where dudes walk up and be like, "Hey, look, like, I don't want to interrupt this. This looks like you guys have a good time. I ain't trying to fuck this up, but I would like to come hang out. Um, can I get a phone number?"
3: Yeah, dude, I've had you guys actually do that. Um, I won't always necessarily give out my number you know what i mean like yeah, I don't oh, I'll yeah, yeah. But, but i'll take i'll take their number or i'll give them like a social media handle so you can reach out to me that way or something like that um and that's usually the best way you know the, the fact that you pointed that out i'm surprised i didn't think of it earlier is like coming up like you see that yeah we're we're invested in our conversation um I, dude i've sometimes i've seen it where the guys like you spot them you could tell they want to come over and say something but they don't, like, see the right time. And I'm like, I'd rather you're that guy because you're being, like, conscientious and you're trying to, like, find the right – you clearly you are thinking about, like, being respectful and trying not to, like, you know, overstep boundaries. So, But also you don't have to, like, sit there and wait for, like, two hours to, like, try to squeeze in. You're like, hey, man, can I get you to squeeze something real quick? And
1: then they're <laughs> but, also trying to lean on the bar and not look, like, weird. But Yeah, they're, like, they're, like trying, they're trying, trying to
3: catch, like, eye contact. Awkward. Like, you know <laughs> – you're say hi. Like, yeah,
0: if, if you're listening to this episode and, and you are somebody that didn't have like a mentor or an example coming up in the motorcycle club world i really want to stress the importance like go to walmart and and get like you know in the toy section you can get like the wild west sets get a badge and and <laughs> get in your wallet and then kind of meander up to the bar and open your wallet and let the badge fall out. That's a great icebreaker, (laughs) bro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: I fucking love you, babe. You should do that. Somebody's got to do that.
2: There's going to be somebody in the comments. I I would never suggest doing anything like
3: that.
2: These guys are trash. They're giving you terrible advice. Uh, (laughs) Oh my
3: god! I'd laugh my ass off, and I'd be like, "Dude, I got to talk to this guy now." Like, but that's me. Like, don't do that around the rest of (laughs) my (laughs) guys, right? But, yeah, yeah, that's fucking hilarious.
0: That's like one of those joke shows or whatever where, like, the dude's, like, backpedaling, running away from somebody while trying to explain that he was just joking. Like, you're trying to explain while somebody's, like, violently mad at you that you're just screwing around?
3: Yeah. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to piss you off. I'm recording it for YouTube.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to be – hey, man, I listen to Four for the Road. I'm just trying to be funny. (laughs) So what about, dude, you heard tragic say – what about dudes that that have that introduction? Do they generally when they first decide that they want to start coming around and hanging around, obviously them they're not coming in off the street like like a like a stranger. They have a I guess pathway uh to be connected to the club, but they're still kind of starting that journey for the first time. Are they harder to mold, easier to mold? Like do they have more bad habits cuz they think that they're in the know or something or, or are they they generally more well under well-versed in how to conduct themselves
3: i think you know it's kind of a hard thing to say because it's it's so, so specific i know guys who have met you know uh guys in clubs and and right away have been invited like yeah come for a ride and, and we're gonna be here on this day on this spot and just come check it out and if it's if you're interested cool if you're not you know whatever and that's it and that's like the extent of where it goes and then if they do, like, you build off of that from there. Like, sometimes I, I know guys who brought around complete strangers, like, hey, we're just going for a ride. Now, obviously, you can tell, like, as far as, like, the way the social mix of it works, that guy's not included in, like, all the conversations, obviously. He's not, you know, but he's welcome. And it's to see if there's a fit. And if there's a fit, it'll work organically. And if it doesn't, like, all right, cool. Like, he doesn't come around anymore. You know what I mean? So I could give you guys, like, a
2: real-world example of when this happened. Like, one of uh, one of the brothers that I have now his introduction to our club was just being at a motorcycle swap meet. And one of my other brothers was there looking to buy speakers for his bike. And the way he broached that conversation, was he was just like, hey, man, like, I don't think you should buy those speakers. They're pretty trash. I've tried them before. Like, I can show you which ones you should buy. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. It started a conversation and then it just got to the point where, like, you know how to put these in. And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And he's like, all right, well, come to this barbecue later and you put them on my bike for me. And like, that was his introduction to the club world. And it all came from just starting a genuine conversation that you would have with anybody, regardless of whether they have a patch on or not. And I think that's like, as club guys, like that's what, not necessarily what we're looking for, but it's not going to be that thing like, where it just, just seems contrived. It seems off. It seems like there's an agenda. Like to me, that's just like, it's, it's kind of like cringeworthy.
3: Yeah. I think like in general, like dude, like anybody who says that clubs are like not welcoming, like guys, like they want to grow their clubs, right? We talked about that. And how do you do that is by meeting new guys and you know there's being a click, right? So there is those social nice like not not everybody, like some dudes are fucking dicks and they're like, you know, <laughs> not nice to anybody, of course, but you know, there's that like that first time meet, and the second you find out like, oh, you ride, you ride, okay, cool. And then that kind of sparks it, like, oh, yeah, come out sometime. Or, oh, yeah, we're going to throw a party. We'll throw you in. You know, those little things right there. And then the only way it doesn't progress further is because you're a fucking weirdo and you said something weird or you're acting weird or they just don't like you. You know what I mean? And that's just not your fit. You know what I mean? Like, just be cool. Relax. Like, they're going to figure you out. You didn't fail if they didn't like you. Like, you guys just aren't a fit. Yeah. and
1: And don't be afraid. Like, if
3: you're not a fit, don't take that
1: personally either. You, know, you might not be a fit
3: for, for that chapter, but you might still be a fit for that club too.
1: You know, there's that, or if it's like, I mean, because like me, I'm more of a mom, mom and pop flavored kind of guy uh, from yeah. my experience, anyways. Um, you know, I was I was lucky enough. My my first club was a sport bike club. Uh, I I knew the vice president of that ch- uh, chapter, and I thought it was a military
0: club. No, <laughs> <me that>. and, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh i thought i told you to go fuck yourself dave so anyways hey, uh okay hey, when you
0: were when you were in that sport bike club did you guys run around saying shit like burn rubber not your soul baby
3: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> did we did you guys were you guys the, like no rules
0: <laughs> did you, with, the, the, with, the,
3: with three z's no did, you guys, I fucking, no did
0: you guys have the leather jackets that say like no fear on them and stuff like that no we weren't that lame but we did were you, pretty
1: lame do you have and icon thought, boots? You know, that's all the fucking the questions that I'm taking on that subject. Well, hey,
0: no, wait, wait, one more. I, I have one more. Did you guys, track do, track like, track did you guys do like theory. stoppy fights like in the movie Torque? So anyways.
3: Did when, when you <laughs> rode really fast, did everything blur like you're in the Matrix? Did you get oh, the yeah. You're on a, a dyno, so you wouldn't experience that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Did you guys ever go out
0: to a ranch in the California desert on gravel and your sport bikes and race at 200 miles an hour? Did okay, you get so to the anyways,
1: California? I am so fucking done with this
0: guy. Is your president riding on the back of a truck? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was rude. No. Tell us more about your sport bike club. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> what was the most people you ever counted into to an entrance song at a dance? <laughs>
0: Dude, that dude that dude that makes the uh that dude that makes the tick videos about how sport bike clubs are any outlaws or whatever he's gonna have a field day with this one
3: oh, oh. yeah
0: so anyways tell us about your old club Ken. <laughs> <laughs> not not the veteran one the the sport bike one wasn't
1: a veteran <laughs> oh, God anyway. anyways <laughs> uh i was i was lucky enough to know the vice president he brought me in he, he you know, he saw me on Facebook, Facebook that I had the, uh, I bought a new bike and shit. You reached out and he's like, hey, man, fucking, you should come ride. You know, let's go hang out. Um, had a great time fucking riding with him and some of his brothers. And then I just kept getting introduced to more and more and it was a fit. So went that route. We ended up shutting that down. And, um, fast forward some years later. Honestly, I, um, I'd had a couple conversations with people who would become my brothers, uh, at, like little bike nights and stuff like that, and I just never really felt like that connection. Like, ah, oh, this is something I should really pursue. Until probably three or four months later, but I didn't have any fucking phone numbers or anything like that. I just kept having good interactions, and by the time that fucking like clicked in my head, like this dude's already got his helmet on, he's trying to fucking leave. Like, I'm not trying to bother him, stuff like that. I ended up finding him on fucking Facebook, and I fucking wrote him and said, "Hey guys." uh i ran into a couple you guys i never fucking got your phone number i was wondering if it was cool if i come hang out i got a reply back rather quickly and then like yeah dude fucking like hey here's where we're at dude fucking come chill and then fast forward some years later and i was a patch holder so you know there's there's definitely a lot of different avenues out there i know no shame gave me a fucking weird look when i said i reached out on facebook because that shit happened I'm, I'm not even going to lie about that, you know?
3: Like, Dude, it happens all but the time. To be honest, I think it's there's all, all the time. I don't think there's anything
0: – we can catch shit for this. This is just my opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with that it, because, you know, clubs are posting open houses, flyers, annuals, whatever, on, on social media, which is fine. There's a line between recruiting – from social media, like the guys that advertise like trying to open up a club who want dm me for info and in your patches or whatever like I feel like sometimes with with social media platforms about motorcycles, like dudes are just all like a hundred percent one way or the other, and they refuse to like take it as a case-by-case thing so somebody reaching out to you about your club or a question about a party on social media there's nothing wrong with that posting an ad like hey dm me so i can send you your patches that's the retarded part like and i feel like people are just like everything on social media is bad or everything on social media is good and that's that's not the case i don't think there's anything wrong with what ken's
2: talking about yeah here's the here's the difference um if you have a club page on facebook or if your entire profile is based around, like, your club persona, I guess, for lack of a better word, like, then you, you have thus invited people to reach out to you about your club. But, like, in my situation before, I didn't, like, it was just my name. You know, there was a picture of me probably on my motorcycle or something because that's, like, typically what I'm doing. And the only way that people, like, would find me is, like, they would – They friend somebody who had like the super club page and then they would like look at their mutual friends or like find me like like, you know, six degrees of separation kind of thing and like message like, Hey, you know, greetings, patch holder. I'm Dingle Dangle from Buttfuck. And I just really want to like talk to you about and that shit's like it's it's weird, dude. Like that's that's not getting a response. Like
0: that's just I'm not I'm deleting that and you can come talk to me in person and maybe we'll become friends. But that's it's just so it's so cheesy. Like you can introduce yourself on social
3: media, but just different. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's exactly it. Like we were talking about, like on the last episode that we did, when we talked about like that person that wrote it in questions, like how to like reach out, how to meet people, this and that, this is a classic example. Like people, like if you're interested, like honestly, there is a bit of like, if you want to be in a club, that's, that's passionate for you then you kind of got to chase it a little bit. Like it's not just going to fall into your lap or say you like, you have to go and do the, the little bit of the groundwork. And some of it is just like reaching out. If you're not ending up at the same locations or whatever, you know, maybe they go to different spots or whatever. There's nothing wrong with reaching out, especially like there's a lot of clubs that have like chapter pages, club pages, Instagram, Facebook, like sending a message like, Hey man, I'm from this area. I ride, uh, you know, you guys have any events. would love to support things like that. Or, or, you know, uh, you know. Next time you guys are out, if you guys don't mind, I'd love to to come and check out what you guys are about. Shit like that, as long as it's respectful and not like fucking over the top weird the way No Shame was talking about. Yeah, like, you start like prying and you know, like trying to talk fucking club business on the internet or something like that. I'm a. i am I had a
0: dude that I did the, the 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 just from doing the Fast Life podcast, and the dude seems like a really cool dude. Like I, I, I'm giving him a little bit of shit, but I'm not talking shit on him. Seems like a great dude, right? But he like he like hit me up. And was like the first thing he said was like, "Hey, sir. Like, bro, we're probably the same age and maybe doing the same drugs. Like, just calm it down and just call me. Like, hey, man. Hey, dude. Hey, Dave. Whatever. Like, like we can get high together, bro. It's cool. We'll do DMT. Like, I, just be yourself. And especially like for like you know for for new guys. Like, if you're like in a situation like like Ken was describing where you're trying to get maybe some more information on on a flyer, you're gonna come out and you're just like, hey, man, I'd love to come out. Whatever. Blah blah blah." I argue that in that beginning that to a certain extent, and I don't we discussed this, but I feel like you hold all the cards at that moment. Now clubs can say they don't wanna, you know, they don't care about recruiting and this and that. Yes, they do. If you're a good dude and you can be an asset to that club, club members are gonna realize that. And, and they're not going they, – or they shouldn't anyway. They shouldn't make things easier for you and they should mentor you the right way and, and even haze you and test you the right way. But in that beginning stage, you hold all the cards. You decide if that club or that like – cha- like Tragic said, that chapter or that club is the right fit for you. You decide if it's something you want to commit your time to. If it's a sport by a club, a vet club, a diamond club, whatever. Like if you're a rad fucking dude, that club is going to be interested in bringing you along. Now again, you're gonna have to jump through hoops like just because you got the biggest dick in the world doesn't mean you're gonna get a pass, but don't ever like like you know like you're not like, oh dear tragic sir, let me fucking, you know hold your jacket the first time I meet you at this bar or whatever because you're still gonna drag it on the floor. his jacket's seven feet long. but uh, you, <laughs> you what know, like, serious like you are the cardholder in that situation, like like stand up. You know, kind of blow your chest out a little bit. Don't be an asshole. But understand that if you're a good dude, you're going to be appealing to that club. They're going to want to get to know you. They're going to ask questions about you, your background, and see if you can ride, invite you to party, see how you conduct yourself. They're going to be interested in, in starting you on that process because you're a good dude. So take value in that. Like, you don't have to, like, dear sir, like, nah, dude, hey, man, hey, bro, hey, Derek, whatever. Hey, Mike, don't call him my guy. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're bringing value or you have the potential to bring value to that organization. And a good club dude is going to see that. Yeah.
2: I think one of the ways that you can kind of like use social media or use like these club pages and stuff to to get that like foot in the door, if, if that's what we're talking about, um, is to just try and find out like where are like the open events? Like where are the bike nights? Where are the... You know, the, the like, you know, the events at local Harley dealerships is, is a place you could start um and go just hang out and like just take the time to meet everybody, you know, and talk to people. And, you know, a lot of times these bike nights, you know, uh, depending on where you live, it might be every Friday or every Thursday at the same spot, or it might be seasonal, like this month, or this month, every fucking Wednesday, they do it at this bar. Those are good places to meet clubs and, and get those introductions. Like the thing to me about like coming to somebody on social media and like going direct, like, Hey, like I'm interested in your club. Like, like one of the things that goes on the back of my mind is like, but like, why? Like, are you just want the clout of my club? Cause like, you don't know me or any of my brothers. So how do you even know you like us? Like, how do you know? And that's, you know, that's part of the, the whole like fleshing people out process. And you know, it goes through the whole thing. But if, if you're so like determined to join this club or that club without actually hanging out with them. Like I tend to question like, what's your motivation in choosing that organization if you don't know anybody in the organization. Um, so I would, my suggestion would just be to, to go to something where everybody's there or, you know, like go to a couple different things so you can kind of get a feel for everybody and just meet people in that more organic type way. And, and
1: definitely don't uh, like if you do get the invite for like a, like a private event, whether it's at the clubhouse or somebody's having like a barbecue at their house. Remember that you're a guest
0: and, and bring lots of drugs and bring all <laughs> of the drugs.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, see, like on a serious note, remember that you're a guest and you're, you're feeling the club out and the club's feeling you out at the same time. Right. Cause you guys got to make sure that you're a good fit for each other. And I understand that like in America, we're kind of taught that, you should act and conduct yourself as what you're trying to be, right? So if your next step is from going from like a unofficial hang around to a prospect, right? So while there's a step in between there, um, yeah, the prospects are doing work, but the hangarounds are there to enjoy the event. They're there to get to know people. They're there to have people get to know them. Don't try to do all the work that the prospect's doing, you know? I mean, yeah, it might be cool if, if you're getting up to go throw your plate in the trash, whatever. And you see a patch holder that's sitting there with an the empty plate in his hand. Be like, "Hey, patch holder, you don't, don't even call him patch I, holder." Be like, "Hey, man, are you I, done with that?" I'm sure
0: there, are there, are there no cunts for this? <laughs> All
1: right, not everybody's like that, right? But, <laughs> but you know, just shit like that, man. Just, just be yourself and don't try to, you know, jump into the service aspect of of prospecting before you're even afforded the opportunity to wear that prospect tab. You know, they like I said, they're, they're You're at that stage. You both are trying to get to know each other, right? You're playing just the tip. Nobody's nobody's going balls deep just yet.
2: We touch on um, like introduction etiquette at all? and I, I stepped away for a few minutes, but I'm talking about like, um, I don't know, like taking your sunglasses off, shit like that.
0: No, tragic and oh. tragic and Ken went down this rabbit hole of how great Daytona is. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, I did. I tend to forget to talk about it because I just assume that everybody knows it. But, like, yeah, take your gloves off, take your sunglasses off, look the man in the eye. Like, you know, your name, you know, it that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know how much I can expand on that really. Well, I mean, so I mean, we could break it down because there's a
1: reason why for everything, right? It's not like we're just doing this shit arbitrarily, so we can just be like, we're fucking different, fuck society. You know, you take your sunglasses off so you can look this other man in the eye, like you said, you know, um, you're you're taking your gloves off as a sign of respect, you know. And, you know, depending on who you ask, that means a couple of different things where, you know, me taking my gloves off or if I keep my gloves on to shake your hand, it's me telling you that, like, I think you're dirty and I don't even want to fucking touch you.
3: Well, that glove has changed right now the last couple of years, too, because people are lazy. It, people are it, lazy. You
1: know, people are lazy,
3: right? No, but I, it, there's people with the COVID, you know, fears, and and you know, will wear. You know, I've seen them with like wearing latex gloves at, we, uh, at events. We give trophies for
0: eating ass. We're not scared of no COVID.
3: That's because it's tragic in California. I've seen guys wearing that stuff, you know, especially like older members,
1: you know. But you know, and depending on who else you ask, it could be like a a law chivalry thing, you know. It it really depends on who you ask, unfortunately. But, you know, there's there's that there's uh, fucking what? Like, obviously, you state your name. And if it's a private party or you even get invited to church, you know, and, and you show also, up before the guy that invited you You're like, hey, yeah. you know, you walk up to somebody and say, hey, I'm you know, I'm Ken. I'm a guest of fucking Dave. Uh, he invited me to come here. I obviously I fucking beat him here. I don't see him here. Nice to meet you. What's your name? And go from there.
3: So, I don't know if it's and,
1: different where
0: you guys and,
3: are. But... Go ahead, Dave.
0: I was going to say one thing too, that like Ken touched on is like, I'm Ken. I don't give a fuck if you've had a riding name since you were like 13 or a great nickname. Like it's, it's your first name. Like You're like, I'm big Dick Dizzle. Like, all right, cool. Not right now. You're not, your name's Ken. Like if we get to that level of familiarity and you have a nickname already, maybe it'll catch on. Maybe you'll get a new nickname. Who knows? But like that first time that you're coming around, like you're, yahoo name of you know dick downer 69 is not how you're going to introduce yourself um although yeah and, and it might be different like like in areas and things like that but you know like some people you go up and you're like hey i was invited here blah 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 i don't see the guy but i'll take it to him or, or something like that or i know where he's at i'll take it to him um or he's over here let me take it to him or whatever the case may be um guys they might like why are you name dropping all right some guys like to play you know, if you're an outsider, I think you should get a little bit of slack that those those t- in times like that. But you know, you've always got, or not always. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Sometimes you run into dudes that gotta flex, especially if they're in their house, their party. There, you're gonna run into maybe one dude that wants to tell you how big his dick is. They're be like, "Why are you name dropping already?" It's it's just kind of one of those things I think that differs by by areas or assholes <laughs> or yeah, protocols and- or whatever. And and some I mean sometimes that's just
1: a joke, you know. I mean we know me like very rarely am I serious. Um, but like I I mean I've I've done that like that exact example too. Like would be at my president's house and there's some somebody show up and I'm waiting on my I'm waiting on my brother to fucking show up so he can unlock his goddamn house because I beat him home or whatever. Some dude showed up. You're like, oh yeah, fucking so and so invited me over here. I'm he like, how the fuck do you know him? Why are you fucking dropping his name, bro? And then you just see the like you're in the headlights look. I'm like, bro, I'm just totally fucking with you, man. What's up, dude? I'm fucking so and so. like, how they do, you know brother, so they do you my brother? They that
0: they take that seriously. They like, like I mean, I've seen it where it's like, you know, who invited you? He's standing over here. I'll walk, oh, I'll walk you over to him. And like, they want to see that. And you're like. All right. I mean, I guess I get it. That's a little bit much, but that's that's not my place to to say that that's over the top or whatever. So but I mean, if that happens to you, you know, like like relax, Like, don't get that deer in the headlights. Just be like, oh, you know, make the correction that that person or that club wants to see any bad and especially to pivot off of that, like any bad interaction you have in the beginning. Don't let it bum you out. Don't don't walk away like, oh, this club sucks or I'm not made out for club life or or whatever. Like, you're going to have s- r- speed bumps.
3: Yeah. And don't take any- it like one of the examples, you know, you guys mentioned like when you first meet, right? So, like, if you have a club my size, you know, and it's one of our events and there's hundreds and hundreds of brothers there and we go up and we shake all, all everybody's hands, you know, all of each other's hands. But there's also a lot of, like, hangarounds, right? And so, like, if it's a hangaround I've met before, I'm like, hey, what's up? If I've never met this guy and it's just you're going through the line, like, there's a lot of guys who are not going to shake your hand if you're just some new face and hundreds of people. And, like, I would say don't take that personal because when you're there at an event and you've got hundreds of brothers and let's say all the brothers brought one to two hangarounds, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of fucking dudes, like, I'm not going to remember you. I'm not going to fucking, you know, like, it's so in scenes like that, I would say also, you know, don't take that one personal. Just know that it's kind of a numbers game. It's not really feasible. So there are going to be situations where you're not going to get the standard reciprocated, you know, look in the eyes, handshake, you know, that whole deal. You know, smaller events, yes. And especially when you're introduced by the the guy that, you know, brought you around. That's That's a different scene. But if you're just like... There's, there's a brother walking through a crowd of brothers and you guys are like the fucking four hangarounds like trailing behind them. Like, don't expect everybody's going to return and go, like, oh, hey, man, what's your name? Let's meet you. You know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> dude, I like and I like what Tragic brought up, too, because like pay attention to that shit. Like if you're new to the club world and you're deciding if it's for you. Like that introduction – like maybe like like if you have a guy or a couple of guys or you met a chapter or whatever and then you start going to other bigger events and things like that, maybe those couple of guys that you know or you're tight with or that one dude, uh, what does he do? How does he conduct himself? Does he – introduce you to other people to to try and ease that transition does he throw you in the deep end and see if you can swim is he a fucking asshole to everybody and 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 punching his hangarounds for no reasons and stuff like that like like pay attention to that stuff that's how it is now it's not going to change as you move up the ladder like that's the same shit that you're going to be dealing with and and make sure that that's something that's compatible with with what you're looking for i mean how many guys have come into the inbox and been like yeah dude all Derek does is punch us at events like all day long like is that something that you want to subject yourself to and yeah. on top of that,
1: like you're going from
0: Wait, like a around class guest. To don't leave class. it on, on mute, Derek. You better say <laughs> something. But, all right, well, he
1: ain't doing it. So, <laughs> but, you know, something to think about too is you're taking yourself from a larger pool, putting yourself into a smaller pool, right? You're going from the hang around to the, to the prospect phase <clears> where <throat> now everybody's looking at you, you know? It's where you went from being, you know, just another fucking face in the crowd to now you're wearing that prospect tab, and now you have all of these patch holders looking at you and how you're conducting yourself. Are you using the proper greetings and kind of stuff like that? You know, that's something to think about
2: too, right? And right, Derek? Yeah. Killed (laughs) it. You nailed that right on the head, Ken. God, I hate
3: (laughs) him i hate him so much <laughs> we talked about in the past you're mentored through this right so if you're the person that is mentoring you isn't giving you any sort of guidance, like you should have had that conversation like you're going to your first big event and like the scenario i just explained like i would explain like hey man not everybody's gonna shake your hand because there's fucking hundreds of you guys and you're just another face in the crowd if you haven't met them yet but if i've introduced you or i pull you up you know then they're gonna do you know that's a different scenario but you give them the heads up. You don't just like walk them into that, and then the guy's like, "Nobody wants to fucking shake my hand. These disrespectful motherf-. You know what I mean? Like, you should have that conversation in advance, like and know what's expected of you. And if your guy doesn't give you any sort of heads up, it could be he just wants to see how you handle it, or he doesn't give two fucks what you feel about it. That's
2: absolutely like a valid point. And that's one thing that I think you know patch holders need to to listen to is like because I've I've seen it way more often than I should. To where you could even have a guy that's already in the prospect phase and he doesn't know how he's supposed to introduce himself to people in other clubs. Or, you know, he – like I had a, a prospect from just like a family club call one of my prospects prospect. Oh. And it was like, like, why do I have to educate your fucking members? Like you if you're a patch holder in a club, you should like know what's right and wrong and you should be teaching your guys what's right and wrong. Like the whole mentoring aspect – Of bringing somebody around starts just then when you bring them around, you know, and and you should be kind of coaching them slightly like through the whole process, you know, from the time that they are first introduced to the club, all the way through till they're a patch holder and beyond. Like that education never stops.
3: Yeah, because the 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 person that brings you around, whether you realize it or not, your behaviors are going to be a reflection on him. Like if you fucked up and for some reason are a terrible guest. They're gonna be like, well, who brought him? And that falls on them. So the same, and that's why most guys are going to kind of coach you up and be like, hey, this is we're taking you to this event for the first time. Like, here's the deal, you know what I mean? So, and if you're not getting any of that, like, I don't know, (laughs) that 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 guy's being fucking reckless with his own patch, and And uh, that he has a ton of faith in you. Fuck.
0: (laughs) I know that's something that we've talked about before on here, and that was something that that I think we spent a majority of the the club conversation time on, on the fast life podcast talking about is that that mentorship aspect is probably harder. I think anyway, that it should be harder too than prospecting. You're the gatekeeper. You're the impression you are building the next person that's going to wear, or you know, persons if you have multiple hangarounds or whatever, it's a chapter, blah, blah, blah. You're building that next representation or that continuing representation of your club and that should be something that you take so fucking seriously that that it just it weighs on you the enormous responsibility of being kind of that that mentor to somebody else that that to take it lightly does it such a disservice and that was one thing that we did kind of talk about on the podcast and we've talked about it before. Uh, that I really enjoy. That's probably one of my favorite things that we we try to stress and talk about is just understanding the responsibility that you inherit by bringing somebody along under wow. you.
3: Dude, I, I could speak specific on it. It's I. You're right. To me, it's more stressful. Like prospecting is like, yeah, it's not easy and it's hard and it's stressful and all that. But you're like you're in control of your own behaviors, right? So you have that that confidence in knowing like how you're going to respond and what you're going to do about it, right? the opposite of when you're mentoring it is like you have to have that confidence that you're doing the right thing. And that they're able to apply it, like, it's just more like, there's more facets to it more dynamics to it. And it is, you don't want to be the guy that, that his guy failed because you didn't fucking coach him up. Right.
2: It was a uh, one thing um, that I thought about when you brought up uh, you and Jace's conversation Um And it was, like, when he was talking about he has – like, he throws these parties and at some points he's hesitant to invite clubs to his parties because he doesn't want that weird, awkward thing of, like, okay, now everybody feels like they have to, you know, conduct themselves in a certain way because this, like, entity's here now. And I think that's, like, an important thing to talk about, too, is, like, if you are in a club and you're going to, like, this civilian event, like, should you still – Hold that same expectation that people like, oh, everybody's going to come introduce themselves to me and they should do it this way or that way. And it's like, you know, I don't think that they should. But I think that's uh, something that club guys might not always think about and consider. And they might be like thrown off by it when they first arrive at, at an event like that.
0: Yeah, and hopefully if you are a club dude and and or your club brothers or whatever and you're gonna go to a, you know, like civilian event or more civilianized event like the the camp out that, that Jace was referencing, if you're into that and, and the fast life campout appeals to you, hopefully you're already in that place. And you're already a dude that knows it's about riding or getting drunk or or, or being goofy and just having a good time and kicking back and, and not a lot of ego stuff. hopefully you're already in that mindset and you represent the club well. And and I think Jason brought up the point that maybe you can even turn somebody on and make them interested in your club just by how you represent yourself as that here to have a good time dude um, at the event. But you do, you walk such a, a fine line with stuff like that you know, and we've seen it with other events where it started off friendly to clubs or whatever, and then and then had to go no club policies. And and at the same time, you know, while you're being a good representative, you have to be that dude that has that clear head to to maybe you know, like Jace's example was, and something we kind of debated a little bit was guys want to you know drink around the campfire and bust each other's balls. Like as military guys, I think a lot of us understand that aspect, and we we embrace that culture and we love it. You know, club guys, you know, it's like, uh, is somebody trying to take our honor or our class with this? Or Maybe we only get that comfortable with our brothers and things like that. And I understand that aspect of it as well. And that's something you have to consider about if you're going to go to these events. And, And something I tried to come back at him with was at the same time, if you are holding these events, or you're participating in these events as a civilian or whatever, going there doesn't give you a license to then, like, just shit on clubs because that's your opinion or to give this guy more shit and then cry about it when you get punched in the mouth. Like, yeah, if if busting balls is part of the event, that's great. If you get out of line too far, I think that you can give somebody extra shit because they're in a club, you deserve to get smacked in the mouth just like everybody else.
1: So there's the flip side to that though, right? Is if, if I, uh, you know, let's pretend for a second that I'm in a club and I go to a, a more popular civilian event. And somebody feels that they could talk to me some way because I'm in a club and I'm supposed to be tough and this and that. I'm not just going to blast somebody in the fucking face because they said something disrespectful to me, whether it was in jest or not. Like, I'm going to first, I'm going to investigate. Hey, man, are you fucking around? Or are you being serious? Like, and you're trying to start shit. And if they're fucking around, just be like, hey, man, look, like, I appreciate that. But, like, I'm not comfortable doping with you like that because I don't know you. You know, so, like, th- that that's a conversation that has to be had, in my opinion. You know, and I realize that I say some shit that's probably a little too soft for everybody else here, and that's fine. That's just my opinion. This this is me speaking for Ken, not for Four of the Road or any club associated with it. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, I think it all it all comes down to, like, what the nature is of what they're saying and, like, how, like, are are they blatantly being disrespectful? And, like, you as, like, a man, you have to – be kind of like tempering what that is as well. Like you have a responsibility to like not let it go. Cause I don't, I'm sure it happens, but I'm sure it's not the majority of cases where like some guy just randomly comes up to you and he's like, Oh, Hey, you're in chosen few. Suck my dick, bitch. Like, okay. You're getting punched in the face. Like it's hello, sir. Like, do you mind? Like explain to me why you said that? Like, that's not going to happen, but well, you know, like
0: obviously,
1: no. Yeah.
2: And I'm I'm just, I'm pointing out extremes here. But like as so, as the conversation progresses, if it's if you see it start to go that direction, at that point you you, you kind of say like 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 dude I don't I don't know who you think you're talking to but tone it down a little bit. Um, but the other piece of that too is um as as a club member, or, you know, as, as somebody who's out with your brothers, you have a responsibility to not make the culture of that interaction conducive to somebody just coming up and talking shit to you. And one of the things that like. Like, me and my brothers, like, we, just, we like to rib on each other, too. But one of, like, the rules that we have is you're not going to do that shit in public. Like, I'm not going to talk shit to my brother in public and make it seem like it's comfortable for somebody else to do it. Because then the moment they step out of line, I got to beat their ass. But, like, they, I made them feel like they could do it. So, it's like, it's not really fair. You're inviting trouble when you don't have to.
0: And, and I think that was kind of the conversation thing was like, you know, that's part of the vibe of some of these civilian events. And he, again, his frame of reference and, and kind of what we're talking about was was the Fast Life camp out where, yeah, some of that ball busting that we've all done in the military with our friends or like you do with your brothers behind closed doors and stuff like that goes on. And and I don't – and again, I think sometimes because people will want to argue in the comments, maybe we tend or at least I do tend to over explain things because you're like, look, dude, we're not – talking about every specific situation, like a grown man with common sense would know the difference here, but there's a responsibility on both sides on that club side to, to, to kind of check your ego and be like, you know, I'm here for a good time. I want to laugh. I want to have some beers. I want to talk bikes and, and, and be included as part of the group. And then also, you know, just because you see a patch and you're at this fast life camp out as a civilian, like you said, you don't get to go up to him in the way that you bust Derek's balls is to tell him to suck your dick. Like that's just that's not what you're going to do. You shouldn't do that. And if you do, you should expect to get punched in the mouth. So I, you know, on the on the podcast, we kind of like debated on on I said that, you know, both sides have a responsibility. And I think he can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Jace felt maybe more like the responsibility was on the club and and how they conduct themselves. And I think there's just a happy medium for everybody to vibe and have a good time and and stuff like that. But it takes, you know, like I said, you're like Derek said, you're not gonna get out of line you're not going to say something to, to him just because he's in a club that you wouldn't say to your homie, Ken sitting around the fire. Like you're not going to take that extra mile. That's ridiculous. And then as the club guy, just because somebody makes a joke about your sons of anarchy or your shoes or whatever, like you have to know to let that roll off your back and, and joke back with him and be
3: part of the group. Yeah. I, I think you're, that's the thing is like, if you could say it to a normal guy, you could probably say it to that guy, you know what I mean. But if you can't say it to to, and then you know, if you're saying it to just a regular, you know, Joe schmo, and he's gonna probably punch you in the face, that's probably gonna be the same reaction across the board. Like everybody's a man first, right? So I, I think that like the big thing is that like for club guys, if you're gonna go to that event, like obviously check your egos. That event is for civilians, and everybody's there to have a good time, and don't expect them to kiss your ass. And vice versa is if you're going there to have a good time and you're a civilian. Cool. Everybody else is there trying to have a good time. Don't be that dickhead that gets kicked out because you're a fucking idiot and, you know, got out of line. And any one dude would have smacked you in the mouth. I, I don't even think the club factor of it comes into play. But if you see that patch, you also don't have to be afraid to, to like, interact with that guy. Like, it's not this yeah. fucking ominous, like, they're just waiting to fuck somebody up. You know, that's not how it is at all. Like, I'm one of the most easy to get along with guys. I'll sit there, bullshit, have a conversation, need to drink a beer. So I think that people kind of overthink it sometimes in those events. Like, oh, fuck, those guys in your club. Oh, they do this. They do that. You know, and you're like, hey, man, we're just fucking regular dudes. And we like to have a good time, too. Just don't let, you know, just don't get fucking carried away, like, with anybody. Yeah. (laughs) That's me.
0: That's me. (laughs) It's We're about an hour and fifteen in on this. Hey uh, guys, hey guys, we're at we're at an hour. I don't know if we're, getting, we're an hour. Hey guys,
1: fuck you, man. Hey, we got three and a half hours left, motherfucker. We're doing that. this
0: on Patreon. I'm gonna need yeah. more to rear.
1: <laughs> but no, I think I think we hit a lot of good points on this, and and uh, you know we're we're actually gonna be probably right about an hour, a little over maybe, because uh, No Shame has some editing to do. Yeah, we're at three
2: hours and seventeen minutes of recording, but I'm gonna have to take out like nine hours of people saying <laughs> racist comments. So,
1: so racist comments, Dave just spilling club business left and right. This is amazing. So we uh yeah.
0: <laughs> I got it. I'm gonna go have dinner and have some uh fritos negros
1: Jesus fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> oh, I was never fucking ready for that.
0: You know what I'm going to do on my way downstairs, too, is I'm going to do my club entrance dance on the way down. Fuck
1: yeah, dude. <laughs> hell, yeah, so, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> so when we go up to fucking Washington, and, uh, you know, we have to stay there for a while, obviously, to earn the invite to the clubhouse, but, like, you could practice your your dance moves going into the fucking So clubhouse. first of
0: all, if we go to Washington, the first thing I'm going to do is play Steppenwolf. The second thing I'm going to do is tell everybody that Ken invited me. I'm like, you know, Ken, Ken, that guy over there. Yeah, yeah, you're so and so, right? Yeah, Ken told me. Oh, yeah, I know you. Yeah, yeah, Ken told me.
2: Hey, did speaking of Washington, did you get any uh, details about? Because uh, was Jace was talking about coming up to the Pacific Northwest this year, right? Yeah. Are they throwing the camp out up here?
0: No, no, it's like his his like friend trip or whatever that he does. I guess so. He, like, and I don't know because I'm not in the same. I don't know, have talent like he does or like other people do. So I'm not in the bike industry. Like I'm just a a groupie, I guess. But part of the thing that he was talking about, like he likes to do like one of those long trips to like, Re-energize or fall back in love with motorcycles because a lot of what you do, going to these different events, is like your brand or you know your business and and trying to network and make money and stuff like that. And I get that that's got to be fucking exhausting. So like these longer trips, like he just does with his with his friends, to kind of like reconnect with that love of motorcycles. So it's not the it's not like a, uh they're going to camp, but it's not like a fast life thing or anything like that. It's just him, some of his friends, and they're going to go. I think like up to Washington, like like through Oregon, I think California, and like come back through Montana and stuff like that. So
2: Oh shit. Jace, if you need any back roads or anything where you get in trouble where you're out here.
0: You Maybe can you can fun. tell them where to find the good Fritos Negros.
2: We we don't have any Fritos Negros here. <laughs> I think that's gonna that's gonna be it. That's definitely I that should be the title of the episode. Fritos Negros <laughs> with no description either just let
1: them figure it out like let them fucking hit the roller coaster just like we did
0: you know how many you know how many spotify views we would get with just that title and no explanation no no no.
1: just like like episode fucking whatever fritos negros and then just the description is good
0: luck
3: well, no, so, sick.
1: Way. Now we're just kind of staring at each other all awkwardly. I don't know about y'all, but I really got a piss.
0: Well, y'all um, made this about like, y'all made y'all just at the end here just turn this into a, a white power episode. <laughs> so, anyways, that's our, I think that's
1: our episode for today uh, or this week, whatever. Um, yeah, it's been a great fucking four hours just bullshitting with you guys. Um, <laughs> we, you know, we tried to top Jace's podcast, but we just couldn't do it because we ran out of beer and shit to talk about. Um, we are definitely not as skilled as Senor Hudson, uh, Dave. That means Mister in Spanish. Um, so yeah, we'll nine. <laughs>
0: we'll
1: nine Whoa, okay, fucking Uncle Adolf. Let's chill out on that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll we'll catch you maybe next week or the week after with some other shit. Uh,
0: or we're, we're going to be can- or we're going to be canceled. Or we're definitely going to be canceled. Well, we, we're not getting paid for
1: this one. They can't cancel us. However, if you want to see some shit that won't get you canceled, you could can just take your ass on over to Drunk Digest on Spotify. And you know what? I mean, since we're talking about, you know, other stuff, if you want to get a uh, Drunk Digest T-shirt, sticker or mug, you can also go to BlackSalesSupply.com and pick one of those up for yourselves. Hey, when's, and,
0: that, uh, when's that next Drunk Digest podcast uh I, oh, dude, we
1: got we got a fucking awesome one coming up. While Derek's playing with his pussy, um, we're recording with Lauren the Advocate. Uh, check her out on TikTok. She's pretty fucking awesome. She talks about uh, you know men's rights, especially when it comes to uh, child issues. But ultimately, she is a child's rights activist. Um, so please check her out. Give her some support because uh, she's going to come on our show and help us out and get to know each other a little bit. So thank you for that. Thank you for reminding me, Dave. And we will catch you sometime soon with another episode of War for the Road.
0: Okay, I'll see you guys later.
1: Boom.